It's okay, everybody. He's gone. How are you? Mom. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, huh? Your son's been doing you proud. Saved my tail more than a couple of times. Molly, I'd love to, but I can't. I gotta get back to the Falcon before somebody stumbles across her. Will you look at Lumpy? He's sure grown, huh? And I think his voice is changing. Come on, I'm just teasing. Well, well. I gotta go. Have a nice life day, but be careful. A lot of troopers in here. Anyway. Chewy, check and see if the coast is clear, will you? Galaxy. It's Wookiee of the Year. That's right. We are back. It is a day later. And it is a dollar short. Well, what do they say? What kind of money do they have in the galaxy far away? Did we ever uh, see the know. credits? I mean, it's a day credits. later and a credit short. So Definitely we're here. Republic credits, right? Republic credits, that's right. Uh some people won't take Republic credits. They need something more real. And those people are Watto, who is a very problematic character from those bad movies. Yeah, that whole segment that could just be cut out. Yeah, could be. Uh, he looks great, though, computer graphics-wise. Holds up pretty well. That voice you hear has not been digitally enhanced at all. There are no dinosaurs in the background of that voice. That is the voice of my space sibling, Carolyn Nowrose. Hey, sissy. Welcome back to Wookiee of the Year. Thanks for having me again now that I've finally watched. Oh, <laughs> this is what we've been waiting this for. Last film. This on the one year anniversary, December 20th, this will be airing of the release of episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. And we have lived to watch it, one of us to watch it the first time. That would be my space sib over there. And me, who saw it. A few times before, I think I saw it three times in the theater. Call me crazy. Uh, and then I watched it once when it came out on video and then did not watch it for many months. And I just finished my rewatch. And we are going to talk to you all out there about it. Yeah. So before I give my thoughts, okay. I'd really like to know what you think on a rewatch after a short break from it. After a short break, I tell you what. So, watching a movie like this is not dissimilar from watching something, something else that would be equally high stakes. The perfect uh, comparison would be Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, right? Mm. So, here's how this goes when I watch, and I, I found myself doing it last night with Rise of Skywalker. And what happens is when it's so high stakes, like things become very polarized. So 
it be, watching becomes a very binary experience where it's like everything that happens, I judge it by either I love this or I hate this. And there's, there's no like, middle ground. There's like no gray area. And I'll tell you something, Carolyn. When I watch uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I hate it. You know, like it's like, <laughs> oh, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I love it's this. It's a train wreck. But I hate this. And yeah. so, and then at the end, you're just like adding up the columns, right? You're just tallying up the score and for something like Crystal Skull it falls definitely far in the negative of like yeah I hated way more of this than I loved it and so watching Rise of Skywalker last night was a similar experience except the opposite result and I love most of it like as I was watching that first 20 minutes which comes at you like a freight train of just ideas and places and characters and yeah it's too much it's overwhelming but I tell you what, I love every bit of it. It's just like, oh, I love this. I love this. Look at those lights. I love this. Look at that spaceship. I love this. Look at that iceberg planet thing. I love this. Very I have few things to I say, hate. I do agree with you on this. Um, okay. I certainly loved more of it than I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. I also was watching it feeling like J.J. Abrams came back after that second movie that someone else directed, right? Yeah, Ryan Johnson. And Yes, and that he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We need to bring back the heart of these <laughs> movies yeah. and some focus. And like you said, yes, the, those first, the first 20 minutes, there's a lot going on, but it's very, very tight and it all makes sense. And I also think to your point in our, our you know, previous episode yesterday, talking about how that second movie picks up immediately afterwards and you don't have any time to establish those bonds. Yep. Because this seems to be uh, a bit of a period of time where Ray has been working with Leia on her training mm-hmm. and there seems to have been more time that has passed and that bond between Finn and Poe is stronger and it seems like even Ray and Poe have actually had somehow time to develop some sort of friendship there. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, that it was a lot, that their bonds were a lot stronger. So that even when they were apart, you know that their actions are for the good of their the people that they love, which was what made right. the first three so great, which was totally lost in the middle three that are bad. Which are the, just the bad ones. <laughs> just... They got, he got big and he got political. I mean, that's really like it, it. They were giving us the whole galaxy and all the things instead of focusing on the, a character-driven movie. And yes. this one, I feel like J.J. Abrams in this last one is taking us back to character-driven storyline. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gosh, where do we even begin? I mean, like, do you have thought like... You, well, I was texting you and I was watching it. Yeah. Should we should we start there? Let's we should. let me pull these up here. So you did, and I was I saw these come in towards the end, uh, and I almost responded, but I didn't want to engage because I just wanted it to play out for you. And also, I was also watching the movie at the same time, but I was like an hour and a half behind you. So yeah. Uh, but let's go. So <laughs> so first things first. Carolyn reports in at 11.02 p.m. my time. So the Emperor can never die? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Right off the bat, right? This right is, off the bat. This is something that has, I think, we talked about the, the divisiveness of this movie yesterday. I think it starts here with, like, 
the Emperor coming back, and do you buy that or not? And if you don't, well, I mean, I don't this is the think movie. It's out of, and you can you can argue with me on this if you want to. I don't think it's out of character for this canon of movies that there was a whole like you know Snoke was a bit of a puppet um, for the Emperor. Yeah. Uh, because for someone like me, when coming back into these movies and and having spent a lot of time with the first six i mean i know that i watched those bad ones more times than i would like to admit yes, right just because that's what we had they were Even around if we didn't like it they're yeah. around so we're gonna watch them yep. so i think about the introduction of that snoke character which i said to you was sort of like where's this guy coming from where's he getting his power where's this sith lord coming from i thought that i thought this was done with Luke pushing the Emperor and you know like or, like the whole thing between Vader and the Emperor and Luke that that was done it was finished business yes so it was weird to have that character come back but that's fine if it takes me three movies for you to explain that if that was your original intent I have no idea if that was their original intent but I'm willing to go with you because the movie's good and Fine. So the emperor has been chilling in some weird place with his like it looks like a lot of Sith followers on this planet, which I'm confused about because I thought there were only supposed to be two. So I'm confused. Uh, but fine. You want me to go there? Was it? Is it the same? Is it? Was it the same actor? Ian McDermott as the yeah. Emperor. Yeah, 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 that's him. Okay. There was something about the performance that was a little bit different, though, that, and granted, he's in a different physical phase, of, I guess, of his of his yeah. relationship with the dark side of the Force. Sure. Um, I was like, I'm, I'm almost positive that's him, but I had a couple of moments where I was like, is that did they cg that i mean i was like he's still alive why would they, why would they yeah do? yeah I, th I think the big giveaway is the voice the i mean there's yes. only one guy who does the emperor like that yeah it's him um so needless to say they at least i think they did a better job of the exposition in this movie of answering some of those questions i don't know if this is what they planned from the introduction of all these characters or if they like after the second movie came out that they were like we got to we got to answer some questions. This is uh, this is one of the great questions of these movies that people have is uh, what did they know and when did they know it? You know, for particularly Ryan Johnson, who we know and, re and it's really hard to detach the trivia from the work itself. So, like, I don't like to get too deep into it, but like we know that Ryan Johnson started writing his script before Force Awakens was done so a lot of those decisions that maybe would be made when you're doing that you know the third pass of the movie what in the editing booth that hadn't been made yet so he was kind of writing with like the knowledge he had with the shooting script and then was already in i think pre-production by the time force awakens even came out to yeah. for the world to see like okay where are we going with this so i don't think he knew also i kind of get the feeling he didn't care like he was going to do his own thing anyway. And I think, yeah, I think JJ came back and was like, and not in some, like, this is a big conflict way. I don't know. It's really, you know, it's challenging to not project what you think happened behind the scenes, but like clearly they 
J.J. had a different vision for all of this than was carried out in the second act of the trilogy, you know? So, yes, I would agree with that. I will preface what I'm going to say next with I am satisfied with the decisions that were made for this third movie in mm -hmm. terms of the character development. I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm not saying it's necessarily what I wanted, but I'm satisfied with it. Um, and as I said in our previous episode, either I wanted Kylo, Ren, and Rey to be siblings, Right. Or there needed to be some like there needed sorry, the dogs. Just, you got the old Banthas out. I get it. It's cool. <laughs> um yes, my Banthas are crazy. Um either they needed to be siblings or they needed to have some sort of romantic connection. And it could have gone either way, much like Luke or Leia. So it, it's sort of like one or the other was fine. Uh so I want to preface that I'm satisfied with it. Is it what I would have chosen as someone that um, has written a screenplay or two in my life? Um, maybe not, but at the same time, I'm okay with it. So let me ask you, because you're, you're a super fan, I am definitely a big fan. I would say, like I will watch the documentaries. I love getting into it, but I also, obviously did not see this movie sure <laughs> and it was in theaters because i just didn't have time so you know adult right. adult life of course but but he i'm still a, a really really big fan of this storyline these characters it's a big part of of my adolescence growing up and certainly even now as an adult uh but for my question is really for you um did george truly know all the things he wanted his whole storyline with Luke and Leia. Cause I know that they're obviously in the first movie, like Luke is going to save Leia cause she's a pretty hologram. And right. you know, Han is in the mix there. But it's very clear by that second movie that the sexual tension is between not Luke and Leia, but Han and Leia. So at some point in there, he made the decision that that's where that relationship is yes. going. And I think I'm not sure if it's known when exactly all of these things happen. Because the other thing we have to remember is that in that first movie, Darth Vader was just a guy. Like the the daddy issue did not come into play until they were like, Oh, we get we're gonna make a second movie. Okay, well then let's do this. Yeah, and I, I think that's one of the reasons that Empire Strikes Back is so good. Not only in my mind it has all the big lines, um, but it has all of the the characters were set up in that first one and then the second one is so great because it vastly push pushes forward all of the character development yeah, all of yep. a sudden luke and leia and han have been together been established care about one another deeply like han and luke are like brothers you know like that that dynamic is there between the two of them they love leia but clearly han and leia have some other sexual tension romance going on and vader all of a sudden by the end of that movie is luke's dad yeah so it, it's like all of a sudden things become more clear in empire strikes back which i did not feel about what's the second one called the Last Jedi. <laughs> the Last Jedi. Oh my god, I can't. Keep, I can't keep <laughs> Not the last movie, but the Last Awakens. Jedi. Yes. Yeah. So the Last Jedi. I don't 
feel like The Last Jedi did that for me for our three main characters. Okay. So, so back to your initial question. But I also feel like it's hard to determine who your three main characters are because it should be Rey and Finn and Poe. Yes. But it's Rey and Finn and Poe and Rosie and Kylo Ren. There are five. But yeah. then they drop Rosie or Rose in the third one. She's we can not. call she's her there. Rosie. That's cool. Rosie, yeah. <laughs> sure. She's there, but she's not there. She's there, but she's not a romantic interest for Finn. She's not having an adventure with Finn. Uh, another very controversial plot point that divided audiences. Now, I personally, I love Rose. I think she's great. But I will say, I think that she fulfilled her role as like that character in Finn's life in that second movie. I didn't really miss her a whole lot in the third movie. Like, I think, like no. watching it again, I was like, oh, she's, in, she's like she's in there as much as you would think that she would be. You know? Yes, uh, I mean, she's obviously integral. In a, now that the um, resistance was that much smaller, she's integral there. She's moved up in sort of in terms of um, power, knowledge, uh, seniority understandably so and i did like the addition of the uh other um former stormtroopers yeah uh what's her name whatever uh, that creature Jana? that they're riding i, I want knew, that creature i knew you would like it i oh, knew it. it's horses that they cg'd i'm like yep give me one of those the tauntaun and that thing yeah it looks good it's it looks uh it's a, it's a cool beast and seeing it run around on a spaceship is pretty badass Yes. And I'm glad I'm glad that you enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, I think her name is Jana, right? Jana, Jana. So I think it's Jana. Yeah. I also liked the addition of the the Spice Runner, who was, if I'm not mistaken, Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell, yes. Television's um, Felicity. Yes. She cut her hair, and we'll never forgive give her for the. I will forgive her for that. <laughs> she didn't cut her hair, um, but I I thought that that was a nice. Like, I, I would love the backstory on on her and Poe. Like, give me that movie. Give me Carrie Russell and Oscar Isaac uh, running Spice and him deciding to go join the Resistance. I tell you what, the fact that they're not shooting new movies with all the, these new people right now, yeah. it drives me bananas. Because it's the exact same mistake that's always been made. Where, you know, I get it. Take a, Maybe take a couple years off. But, like, you got to have somebody writing scripts. Get this shit ready. Like, I want to see these people do more things. Have more... Adventures yeah. and the yeah. galaxy doesn't have to be at stake either. It can be some some crazy like side things. Frankly, I would have been happy if Kylo Ren or Ben, as he now returns to, would have lived, and then he and Ray could have had some Jedi babies, and you know, go like be one with the Force. I'm good with that. Give us that. I mean, hello. Why do you think someone like me is watching the Great British Baking Show? Because it's happy TV. I don't always need drama. I have enough drama in my real life. Well, it's happy when Paul Hollywood gives you a handshake, but other times tears will flow. Yes, but they're stoic because they're British. Yeah, that's true. And they're locked within his steely blue-eyed gaze, right? Like they can't do yes, anything. Yes, he can make me bread anytime. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> I think he knows that he can make you bread anytime too, and I think, I think that's also too. I think he does too. I'm just trying to convince my own husband who also has that steel gray hair to um, really get into making bread for me. Okay. All <laughs> carbs. right. Give <laughs> me carbs. Now, anyway. so, so you were cool with the I mean, we're just jumping all over the place, but who cares? We are. I'm sorry. It, no, it's fine. It's, it's our I, show. We can do whatever what, we what want to do. What you get when I just watched it last night and I'm right. sort of like ticking them off. Um, well, we've already, my we, next note? My next note, raising. Okay. So it was, so the emperor can never okay. die. Yeah. Yep. 
raising I'm, the, I'm, the fleet I'm glad, is cool. Yeah, raising the fleet is cool. Um, that was just a great visual. It's one of those visuals that I'm like, yeah, that works for me. That works for me. I'm intimidated. Yeah. Um, the emperor, by the way, looks like a ghoul. Like, that's the first thing I'm thinking as I'm watching this was like, yes. oh, this is like a haunted house movie. Like, we got thunder and lightning. He's kind of like, you know, all uh, his hands are all decrepit and everything. He looks yeah. kind of melty. He's hooked onto that metal robot arm. It's like, oh, okay, so this is like it's a genre piece almost like it's a dark and stormy night somewhere and this guy's Absolutely. haunting the galaxy and i'm uh, cool with that i don't have a problem with that no and that so that's what i'm saying i guess like they exp it was explained we didn't spend 20 minutes getting that explanation i don't need 20 minutes you did it and i'm convinced exactly. that's how it should be i'm right. i'm making that leap of logic with you so i'm that's i guess what i mean this whole movie i'm satisfied because i'm willing to make those leaps of logic exactly you have and to i'm be. and i'm okay with them mm-hmm um, and I, and I, you know, uh, I have to say, I know in our last episode, I was like, I'm not a huge Adam driver fan. Yeah. Um, and it's truly just because he was in girls, which is not his fault. It's not his fault. He's good in girls playing. He, he a, is the best part character. about it. That um, pretty terrible character, but, uh, yeah, uh he's good in yeah. it. He is good in it. So I have to say, I have to retract that I don't like him. I, I do like him as an actor. And I think that I can't think of another person that could have done this role the way that he brought a brand new character like this with all of the past and the complications and made it his own, made it super believable. And yes, I think obviously that's the combination of former US Marine, also Juilliard graduate right there that I'm you know, mm -hmm. he has both to make the physicality and the intimidating part of that, um, but also the softness and like where you, you know, when he takes that mask off and you're like, "Ooh, I, you are bad, but I care about you. And mm -hmm. I, and I, you know, knowing who obviously the character's parents are um, and the, the complicated relationships with that, I don't think anyone else of his generation, and I, I think he's what, my age maybe our age yeah whatever. probably late 30s mm -hmm. mid to late 30s sorry mm -hmm. um i don't think anyone i can't think of anyone else that would have given that um sort of onion layer multi-layer performance and made yeah. it really believable and sold us yeah so, it's a very complex performance it is um so i have to, I have to attract that um okay. I still thank you for his service but Noted. i also want to add that <laughs> i also want to add that no one else could have done it. I also feel the same way about Ray. Yes. I think that she gave us, the, so the two of them together, they elevate whatever is going on because their scenes are so powerful throughout all three films. And that really, some of the best scenes I thought in that second one that I was like, okay, there's, there's a lot of good things. There's a lot, lot of things. I just wanted it tighter. I just wanted the whole movie just a little bit tighter. I could have, they just had to sacrifice like one or two things to make it a tighter movie. The second one. The second one. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. JJ gave me that in this one where I'm like, we are moving along and I don't, I can take all these yep. leaps of logic and you're explaining it to me, but you're not spending 20 minutes on fluffy scenes that I don't need because the visuals are cool. No. Yeah, exactly. There Which are, there are different moments that are problematic for different reasons, but we'll get to those. But yes, yes I, I that point for sure. Uh, 
And I also think of this cast, obviously Finn and Poe, they're they're great actors. Really yeah. pleased with them. And I and I certainly I've I've liked Oscar Isaac since he was in um the Madonna directed W E We, the one about Wallace and Edward. Wallace and Gromit, the, <laughs> yeah, the stop motion the animation no. superstar. About uh, you know, um uh Wallace Simpson and and uh the former king of England who abdicated. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't anyway, know. Okay. he, was, he great. was great in that. And that okay. movie at this point is probably at least a decade old. Uh, mm. Anyway, he I've liked him since that movie. So the fact that he's had such a like stellar career since then, I'm like, yeah, that was, you know. Yeah, he's great. Um, but we also don't spend so much time on him that like his character super develops. Like much like Han, he is who he is. He's kind of the grown up. I feel like we get more of him in this movie than in the other two, I would say. This is his heaviest because of the Zori Bliss things Mm -hmm. and because of the, uh, you know, I used to be a spice pirate or whatever. We get a little bit of a peek into his background, which is why I say, do that spinoff movie. Well, yeah, please. I mean, I, I like it. I think the only person who really suffers is John Boyega. I think that like he's mm-hmm. not given as much to do as his char- character warrants. And when he was like when Force Awakens came out, he was like the main character. It was him yes. and Ray basically. Again, that sort of backdoor approach that only happens from, you know, a post cable a, a post um fractured network era. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like viewing audience. <laughs> right. But yes, right. I agree. He did not have quite as much growth other than i do appreciate that they you know he became a general he really took on a leadership role so i will say he had that character growth in terms of growth with with the resistance with Mm -hmm. um his abilities as a leader and i i think that those other former stormtroopers kind of bolstered that like he wasn't the only one um and they are looking to him to to lead about how how do we effectively switch sides yes but that's a that's a that's a whole other movie in itself that whole thing with finn and that group of characters from that particular planet that's a movie or let's that's do a it TV let's show. do a spinoff let's do it. Let's, i'll watch it they don't have, all have to be fucking trilogies give me give me one good movie and you can have all those characters be in it and sort of this like is what they finn's did movie. with rogue one yeah exactly you don't, you know, I mean, we're in this universe, you've got fans, we're totally willing to go, like, let Finn be the lead, the lead character for one super solid movie, or a yeah. TV show, make it like our miniseries, give me six episodes of a miniseries. Yeah, yeah, sure. And same it, thing with Poe, I would absolutely watch that, Poe and Carrie Russell, you know, let's let's do it. Um, yeah. And like I said, I would watch the, the our three main people together, or our five, whatever they are, or you know, any one-off that they want to do in this world, in this space, I'm ready to go. Yeah, they're amazing. Pay, pay them $20 million per movie. Like, I, yeah. pay, pay them whatever you have to pay them. It's a license to print money because they are yeah. good together. I like all of them, you know? I like all of them, too. I mean, and, and frankly, yeah, love Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. Yeah. All right. I'm wondering if those three ponytails would be a really professional look for me when I go, you know, when my when I go back to the office. Like, okay, this is <laughs> like. Does that mean that I mean business if I've got Ray's three little ponytails going down the back of my head? 
Yeah, I think you should look into that. I think you should Only try it I out. Only if I carry around her like staff that she does, and I basically just hit people with it when they God, tell she's me she's a no. badass. Oh, she's I just great. love her. She's amazing. She's, she's everything that Padme should have been allowed to be. Yeah. Yes. Because and, Natalie could have done it. And I think it was just beyond George's ability to write that character and also bring out that performance too because I mean it's 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 really astounding like how good she is in that role like yeah I just I'd, I'd never doubt her for a second like I no. believe and it's it's a character who you know like the big criticism is that she's a Mary Sue and that she doesn't have to work for anything as a character and she's just this like supremely gifted whatever you know I don't doubt it for a second. In, but yeah, she's got an internal struggle with not for, all, for these three films, not knowing who her parents are until she finally finds out yep. one. And two, it's the emotional intelligence that she seems to carry in this character, as well as her physical performance that mm -hmm. um, is really just knife sharp. I mean, it's so, I wouldn't change a thing about any of her performance choices and the, and that's really honestly it holds true with all of the actors the only places that i'm finding holes in is really that second movie just kind of kind of went all over the place totally not the actor's fault all of their performances right. are believable i'm with them i care about them it's everything i want in characters their performances are great so for me it's it's really that second movie is truly like they needed they just needed someone more decisive to make cuts in the editing room or to say this is going on too long we've had too much going on we're losing the heart of this story right and anytime something is character driven it's going to be better because that's what keeps us coming back the visuals are great mm -hmm. but that's not why that's not why we care as audience members we care because we care about these characters tighten it up just a little tighten bit it up. I mean, exactly. this, you could make the same argument for this movie as well there are certain things where well it's a little bit so different tell, so tell me what you would i would i would love to i would love to know i mean well so it gets tricky because i know some of the things they did actually address and then didn't make it into the movie so oh yeah when, i mean if we just go back to my notes raising fleet is cool oh yeah Oh, love Leia being involved in race training. Now I'm sad that Gary's gone. Okay, let's because talk clearly, about that. Would have been it. Should have it. Should have. I can see where they were going to go, and now I'm just sad that they couldn't go there. It's really so we, missing. we find out that like Luke had trained Leia, and we still get a little bit of that, and they figured out a way to tell us that. But like you get that hint at the beginning, and just. Yeah, it's really hard, and it's something that I noticed watching again last night. They did the best that they could with what they had. Absolutely. I think it's really, it's it's one of the bravest decisions with this kind of big movie where there's so much on the line that mm -hmm. I think you that anybody's ever made this idea of like, well, we can either start this movie with a funeral, or we can try to use this technology and the footage we have and, and make it a part of the one, story. Right. Yeah. In one, they had. I'm sorry. What is the general's name? Oh, Peter Cushing. Uh, Tarkin. Tarkin. Yeah. He was all CG, wasn't he? Yeah. You would not have known. No. You would he, not have known. Yeah, he looks great. I mean, they it, they did. I feel like they did a they did a compromise. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the only... It works. It's fine. It's great. But it does make me feel like, wow, this all would be so much more poignant. Like, this movie would totally be unanimous, unanimously loved if they were able to have an actual scene together and be in the same room together and, uh, you know, be in the same moment together rather than patching it together the way they had to do it, which still works, but comes off as a little so sweaty. So let me ask you, you know, had she filmed any of this? Uh, or was she coming back from this, the filming of the second movie and that was it? Yeah, she she passed away right after the second movie came out, so I don't think they had started shooting yet, and all of this footage is outtake stuff from Force Awakens. Okay, so they had to go um, back through and figure out what they had and how, how they could manipulate. And they do fine. They do they do alright, but it is it would be so nice to hear her say something that is like truly relevant to this movie's plot, you know, rather than just like tell me what's going on, you know, and then cut to somebody explaining their part of the plot and then doing those scenes with Rose and uh, the other guy, the the other pilot where they, you know, they're doing like a comedy bit sort of based around her yeah. kind of one-off comments or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's nice that she's in there. And I, I do think it's really a really bold choice to have her yeah. in there. I guess documentary wise i'd love to know what that process was like in terms of rewriting that and making those decisions yeah um and i'm guessing with that so if we skip down to my text notes that i sent you yeah okay uh because this is relevant to leia in particular um would be the last one i sent you which is so leia gave her life to save ben who gives his life to save ray yeah, okay. So I think that's an accurate read of what happened there. Of course. Is that she held on long enough to... Transfer, basically, for Ray to be able to, to heal Ben. Yes. And then she lets go. And then, so essentially, it's her life force saving Ben. And then with Ray being dead, Ben is giving that same life, life force, which then we could take as it's Leia... It's Ben saving Ray, right. making her very much, you know, the last Skywalker. Yes, and then, and then she vanishes from beneath her death shroud. Correct. Once that's finally completed, it, that's all a little like it's a little sticky, but I, I don't care. Like I'm fine. Like whatever it is, I get I, it. You know, you know so like <laughs> that's how I read it. That's how I was. You know, my interpretation. Which, if we're going back to the pot smoking Jedi's communing with the trees. Yes, um, let's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that that works. That works for me. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I'm gonna go with them on that. Yeah, one. it's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I now I now knowing obviously, and I think. I'm guessing everyone knew going into seeing it in the theater. So I don't think the experience would have been any different if I had seen it in the theater on the big screen. I probably just would have been sitting there going, oh God, this could have been great for yeah. Leia. Yeah. I think, I think it still works. It could, obviously it could have been more, but what we get is just fine with me. So, yeah, you know, it's great to see her and it's great that she is, a key part in the plot and then you know i imagine we'll get to it later but it's uh 
you know, somebody else shows up who kind of picks up the slack a little bit. But before we get there. Yes. I, I did my next note there is I'm I'm feeling like this is starting out as much more of a buddy film, which is yes. my big complaint about number the the second film of this particular trilogy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is that um I and I think you are totally right, which I hadn't thought about, is that it picks up right where you leave off with the first film. So there's no time for you even to make the logical leap that their relationships have developed further. Yeah. Because Empire Strikes Back does that very effectively with just the dialogue and how the performances change where you're like, oh, a couple maybe a couple years have passed and and we've got these relationships have deepened. They're richer. Yes. When we pick up right away, we don't have any time for that to have happened. Mm-hmm. Um and that's probably one of my where I feel like we're then we're losing the heart. Right. And you get the heart back when you see Poe and Ray bickering when they bickering. come back from there. Exactly. I love it so much. I love it. I mean, it's like, oh, I, this is what I came for. This is what I wanted exactly. to see. Exactly. Where I'm like, oh, and in your head, like, as someone like me, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, is she going to end up with Finn? Is a little romance there? Or is there a little romance with Poe? They're bickering like Han and Leia used to bicker. Like, that's exactly what that second film was missing for me was... I know what happens in real life you know long-term relationships whether they be romantic or they're sibling or they are friends you bicker a little bit with the people you care yeah. about because right. you have that license to say no 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 no, no. <laughs> not what's going on yeah right yeah and that's it's... i think what was missing for me so to see that back in this was like okay gold star they I'm give you. They give you a lot of buddy time, really. I mean, they they go off to the uh, Alien Coachella Festival, and God no, they <laughs> no Burning Man for me. That was yeah, what right, right. The Burning no. Man. Uh, I don't. I'm, I was fine with it. Uh, you know, we don't linger there. We don't Thank stay God there for they too didn't long. Linger there. Well, yeah. I think that is my. Yeah. Okay. My my exact next note is Star Wars needs to avoid avoid dance scenes no dancing don't mm-hmm. do it just don't it's awkward <laughs> please don't um and then it says right. galactic burning man is a no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they're there together and they then are. they're and there through we don't their- luxuriate in that particular burning man coachella scene and they are together through, they're all together both. when they go to rewire 3PO, right? On yeah. Zori's planet. Okay, they're together and then they're together on Endor or the, yep. you know, whatever the other moon is. They're event. together I'm, for a good the middle long of the movie. Time. They're all together. Yeah. By like by the halfway point, I think they're still all together. And I will say the whole Burning Man scene as much as I'm just not down with I'm not down with the dance scenes whenever they pop them in, just stop it. No more space dancing or for you. Hire a better choreographer i don't even know well you know they had a bunch of extras i think those were all army people from wherever they filmed that and i think they just um but that it did move the plot forward or at least the character plot forward for ray when when uh the one of the people on that in that society asked what her family name was and she said she didn't have one so it's not like it was a useless no, and you still had to go find Fully, uh, uh, the 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 dagger and the 
the Ochi yeah. spaceship and all that. And you also had to run into Mr. Lando Calrissian, which we have another note Lando. here. It just yes. says Lando, Lando, double exclamation. I know. Lando. I felt the same. I mean, as a horsey person, that's totally a show name that I would give a horse. It would be like Lando, Lando. Calrissian. <laughs> yes, because I would love the announcer to be like, and now we have Lando Calrissian written by... Yeah, Lando's fucking amazing. Such a great barn name for a horse, too. Lando. And he is great, too. I mean, it's one of those things that could have gone the other way where you... You dust off the old guy who you know doesn't work so much these days, and it and it seems like a cameo, but it, this didn't feel like that. Like it felt like Lando. It did, and I I think that obviously him reappearing towards the the latter half of the film and coming back and that uh, little interaction with um, the former stormtrooper, the uh, Jana, what was her name? I think it's Janet. We got we got yeah. to learn her name. We have to learn yeah. what this name is. She was great. I really liked her too. So the fact that you know he was like, well, let's find out who you are. I mean, it just felt yeah. like okay, yes, we have got no one left. Luke is gone. Leia's gone. Han is gone. But my God, we still have Lando. So even if they did a whole Lando movie. I would watch the Lando movie now. I think Lando's getting a show. If I'm not mistaken, but, I think he's getting a show. On I Disney mean, Plus. They should I, do it. I he should. He's great. I love it. I'm I'm totally I love him in that role. He was it did not feel just like a crappy cameo. People really uh misread that last line too, where they thought that he was perving on her, like, well, yeah, let's go find not, out. And it's like I didn't get that at all. I really didn't. I, I thought he was really genuine. He just sounds I thought like it was that. genuine, but David definitely read it as pervy. But also, my <laughs> husband's 15 years older than me, and we all know he's my dirty old man. So that's true. He is. He is <laughs> the Lando of our group, I guess. He is yeah. the Lando of our group. So uh. he also could have been reading it like, "Well, that's what I would do if I were talking to her." Now the the rumor is that she's his daughter. So I mean, that's the other thing that comes into play is that you know we're going to find that out later, but. That's why I, I personally did not take it as pervy. How could, I'm it's, not, it's not in the text I'm anywhere. I'm the person that would take it as pervy and be like immediately calling it out. So the fact that my like, you know, dirty old man radar was not like tipped off by that. <laughs> I thought he was good. just being nice. Call me a, <laughs> call me a naive nice country girl, but I thought he was just being nice. Let's You're go like, find out. Plan, All right. Let's find out. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. You've got a spaceship. You're famous. Like what? <laughs> I mean, everyone knows Lando. It's just like I felt like in the first movie, everyone knows Han Solo. Like these guys, I like that they made them celebrities of the galaxy. Yeah, they're legends. It's all awesome. legends, uh, and I love that they kind of kept them as living legends because I I feel like why pretend that they're not or that they wouldn't be? Let's yeah. let's let our new new generation of characters basically have the same awe and wonder that we would have as audience members over these people coming back and talking to them yes like let's have that payoff because that's how the rest of us feel about it yes yeah so in that other obviously that was uh the next part after lando in terms of 
what was almost akin to a pod racing scene, but they did it better and they didn't let it go on for 20 minutes with yes. all sorts of ridiculousness. Yes, it's the right length of time. People also really hate this scene too because of the they fly now joke, which people take umbrage with for some reason. They don't like that. Because but it's very akin to that. I've got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it at all. Like, I would, I, I think within the context of the movies, let's take the cartoons and all that nonsense out of it. I've never seen a stormtrooper flying around. When the fuck did that happen? Like, yeah, it would be a the surprise. Like, oh, they got jetpacks. Yeah, uh, yeah, but he's special. You know, he's a bounty hunter. He's got his own but, thing. But that's going. the thing. So that's the only character that had the, and that was a big deal for the toys and everything else. The right. rocket launcher part of it. So of no, we don't see stormtroopers ever fly. So I think that's fine. Um, yeah. And that pitter patter again with the trading off of the line is for me akin to I've got a bad feeling about this, which is yeah, every movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then on top of it. That's the same thing that Aaron Sorkin would do when he writes a script, like especially like West Wing. He just repeats, the, he has a character repeat the line and it's passed to the next character. And that's what he would do like in every episode. It's it's a writing style, I'm fine with it. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's totally fine. Um, I think the these particular ships uh, or cruisers or whatever were a little piratey. I fine. like the piratey part of it. It's I figured you would. Um, but I also think that that was in keeping with the Burning Man world that they were in. Yeah, uh, you know what? Something that occurred to me last night watching it was like, God, we're back in another fucking desert planet. Like, can we go anywhere else or make it look like a different type of desert? Make this desert purple or something like that like make it seem spacey like why are we always i get that it's part of the aesthetic is the dirt and the sand of tatooine like it haunts the whole saga right but it's like man can we we're back well, this we isn't had, jakku this isn't uh tatooine it's, it's just another dirt planet yeah but we've had tatooine jakku and then this planet yes. um it's one of the things that as the the salt planet was cool because it's still they basically bounce back and forth between desert or snow, which is also a different kind of desert in that there's no vegetation. Yes. So yes. the vegetation worlds that are present in the bad films or in Return of the Jedi with the forest moon of Endor, mm -hmm. uh, they seem almost out of place in the midst of snow and or desert. I just feel like if this is what the entire galaxy has to offer then space sucks why are we trying to get out there if it's just i don't know dirt planets like dirt show planets me. with no water yeah just brown too i mean like you have infinite possibilities in an yeah. infinite you know an enormous galaxy that the size and scope of we can't even comprehend truly and but they're all just brown dirt planets they're, it's they're crazy planets. yeah i'm i'm not Again, I agree with you. I didn't question it when I was watching it. And again, it was the first time watching it. I'm sure if I second, third, fourth time, and I will watch, certainly be watching it again. Excellent. Um, yeah, it. I'll probably question that. I mean, I, mean, I like everything that's going on so much. I don't. It's it's not a deal breaker for me or anything like that. But it's it is just yeah. sort of like ugh. it's more like oh, we're back in the desert. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> this normalizes everything. Okay. Um, and then, of course, at the end of this whole segment, which I, it's interesting that we have the Harry Potter basilisk that scene with Ray yes. where she heals 
Uh, and I'm going to call him the Harry Potter. He's a basilisk. Because yeah. I don't know what that creature was, but I'm calling him the basilisk. Um, yeah. He speaks Slytherin or Parcelmouth. And also yeah. you can find him in the... Uh, Moaning Myrtle's toilet. Yes. Morning, moaning Myrtle's toilet. Um, <laughs> he makes appearances there at Hogwarts. Yes. So that's okay. So we have that introduction to like the force that like Ray is so powerful she can heal things. Right. Great plot point. Fine. I'm good with that Harry Potter moment that we've got. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with them there. And okay. then of course, um, Chewy. My next my next text to you was chewy question mark exclamation question mark exclamation blah 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 yes. with the crying yes. emoji because of course i'm like oh my god she killed chewy let's let's talk about this whole scene starting with her face off with his spaceship barreling at her and her doing some crazy flip cutting off the wing crashing that ship then uh you know she's harnessing the powers of the force to bring that spaceship back and all of this like we just saw her heal the basilisk God, so Ray i mean it's amazing give me give me yeah. 18 ray movies please i'm good with that and whatever version of just get daisy ridley back in this realm oh she gets great. that fierce stare going the whole time oh man i have to say it was this particular scene and then of course the fight scene in the ocean on the death star or the death star yes thing. Yep. as i'm watching it at home not on a big screen this was the moment that i was really like oh this would be i'd like to see this one on the big screen yeah it's really um, epic. It has, I mean, in size it has and scope. surround sound where like that you know it kind of shakes your seat a little bit like yes had a big flat screen at home it's not like i'm really lacking over here but this particular scene with a face-off with um kylo ren's uh ship and then their fight scene obviously in the ocean i was like those are just, those are epic big screen experiences oh, so great so great yeah. so okay so chewy chewy gets blowed up in this uh force lightning spaceship i mean crazy God. moment right yeah it, it, yeah i mean that happens and i'm just like i mean in my head you're like they all live and i'm like you told me they all live like you're gonna kill chewy i mean i was just excited to see chewy in the bad movies when he helps yoda in yeah. the in the you know revenge of the sith movie i mean that's, that's like, true you did highlight chewy as being arguably the best part of Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> yeah, he, he was that moment where we're like, okay, for you. and Yoda have a relationship here. Um, yeah. Also, why are there no Wookiee Jedi? Well, it's a great question. Maybe there are. You know what? I bet you if we dig deep enough, you'll find one. And you'll find a couple, I bet. I want to know because I really am a big fan of the Wookiees. Should, all right. Should we do a little... <laughs> on the spot fact, fact checking here let's see my Wookiee of the year would be the Wookiee Jedi are there Wookiee Jedi tell me computer okay here we go this is from a, a website called cheatsheet.com the reason you haven't seen a lot of Wookiee Jedi or any really is because in Star Wars canon they're pretty hard to come by 
In The Clone Wars Season 5, Ahsoka Tano is tasked with bringing a group of youngling Jedi learners to... Okay, so we're talking about the cartoon. Um, when Gungi goes to make his lightsaber with droid Professor Huyang, the professor said, A Wookiee, rare you are to the Jedi. Proud your people must be. Okay. All right. Uh, so they're out there, I guess. They're out there, but they're rare. Interesting. But okay. they're rare, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, my next note to you is, oh, thank God, Chewie is alive. Because they immediately take it back. <laughs> Which is, like, okay, but, you know, play with my emotions like that. I'm fine. But thank God you didn't make me wait another fucking 20 minutes to okay, tell me that Chewie was alive. Because, yeah. You, I mean, we're... I'm sorry, at this point, 30, 40 minutes into this movie? Ooh, yeah, probably. Yep. Right? That sounds about right. You're, you're going to take away my Chewy that quickly? So thankfully, and I'm good with that. I'm fine. Toy with my emotions, but like, let me know that Chewy's okay. And they did. I mean, you see him very almost soon after that. Yeah. <laughs> like, almost immediately. It's a choice. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'm, two minutes apart. I texted you and in uh, East Coast uh, U.S. time at 6.38 p.m. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then at 6.40, I'm like, oh, thank God, Chewie is alive. Right, two, so two literally minutes. two minutes. Yeah. Literally two minutes that I was like, I'm going to cry at this movie. How dare you do this right. to Chewie? It's enough time for Ray to be like, holy shit, did I just do that? And then... Yeah, and it, it, truly, it was just enough time for you to, like, and, you, and you're watching on Ray's face exactly what the audience is feeling where you're like oh, oh my god yeah yeah she did that really well uh, so after this we have interesting twist with the spy interesting reveal with Ray's family so at this point we've cracked open 3PO's noggin we've gotten the Sith message we know where to go we are sneaking back onto Adam Driver's space boat, and yes. Yeah, so, the, and this is after they've gone to the the snow world or the mountainous world where yeah, Poe and Kajimi. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. so um, Oscar Isaac and Carrie Russell have had this. You know, like we get a little bit of a reveal there. Very, yeah, very nice. A uh, little bit of downtime from the break from the action, where they can just have a little chat about but what's been going we're like, on. We gotta save Chewie, but yep. yes, if we break. We we've had that high of of that whole like desert world, and now we're gonna bring it back down a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Also, more bonding time for our main characters. Love very it. good. Yes. Also, then you're like having this moment where you're like, oh my god, they just wiped C-3PO's brain which is also sad in its own way when he looks at them and he says like I just I'm looking at your face yeah. one more time and you're like man because you know from the first movies that's like one of the droids that Luke was working on but at the same time then when you even the bad movies and you take it back so that was a droid that Anakin built yeah god I always like I've blocked that out almost in my mind just because it's so silly it's the so stupid I remember. Yeah. those fucking droids are at his wedding are at Darth Vader's wedding and then they show up all the time in the original movies and he's never like oh there's those wedding robots I had those like there, there's the one that I built there's uh, the other one who's always around all the time who helped me blow up uh, that donut ship in Phantom Menace uh 
Like, I, I don't recognize him for some reason. Even though I clearly ascribed a personality to him and all this, it's fucking loony. Yes, exactly. Uh, but again, I feel like they gave us in this movie a lot of payoff moments with all of the characters, not just our new ones, but also our originals. Well, yeah, I mean, and 3PO, like, he's kind of annoying, right? Like, we don't... We love him because he's super annoying. We, because we he's such a... Him. Yeah, and he's so needy. I do love the fact that, like, they really focus on his neediness of, like, well, I'm here, too, and all of that, like... He, you didn't ask, but I'm here, too. <laughs> yeah, I love it, because it's just, like, yeah, that you are that guy. I love this. And then when they do, you know, bring some, for lack of a better term, humanity to him when he gets his brain wiped, it's very moving. I don't know. I, I thought yeah. it was great. It is. Um, How do you so feel yeah, about I, Babu, Babu Frick? Um, Babu Frick. Who, yeah. if, you, if you don't recall, is the little guy who wired 3PO's brain and... Uh, David right now is pointing at me going... Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Exactly. Wiring three posts. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just picturing it in my head. It's one of those moments that I'm like, this could have been played by an actor, but also I'm glad they didn't have it played by an actor because it would have been like Benicio del Toro in the second one, where it's like a one-off that like, just don't, don't bring Benicio into this world. Leave Benicio home. Right, right. And that's totally if they'd put like a well-known human actor in this role, which would have been a moment. I mean, even with even with Carrie Russell, they had her like I had to go Google it. Google what? Who who the who the in the mask that Carrie Russell was in the mask? Oh, and, oh like, you had to Google the, the actor. Oh, okay, got you. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. So mm -hmm. like they did a good enough job. I was like, who? What actress is this? Yeah, and well, and they don't show you her face other no, than her they eyes, just show right? Her eyes. Yeah. Okay. And you honestly can't. I mean, even because it's so shadowed, you can't tell really any. It could have been anyone in in there when they take off like the the full part of the mask. Yeah. So I didn't I, know it was I, her. Like, I don't know her from anything. I don't know like if I, if I've ever seen her in anything. Yeah, I, that's so. the thing. And when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, that that's an you know that was an interesting choice." And she was, I mean, she was great. Yeah, it's something I feel like I'm as much as I don't really care that it's this little guy. Like, fine, um, but I'm glad that they chose it to be that kind of character and not another place to slide in some big name who just wants to be in a Star Wars movie. Right? You know I, they could have. Yes. They didn't. Yes. Uh, okay, so then we go to the we we rescued Chewbacca and Ray oh, oh. and Kai. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Before we leave that, so they're on Kylo Ren's ship. So this is yes. when we find out. I'm sorry. What is the other general's name? Uh, Hux. Uh, yeah, General Hux. General Hux. Interesting twist. I liked that. That was cool. Um, and I liked that this whole motivation was like, I just want Kylo Ren. I just to don't like, like him at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just don't like him at all. I'm like, fine. I totally believe that from your character. Yeah. My next view on that was it would have been cooler if Ray stepped off the edge of that, like, you know, por like portal bay, where the ship yeah. was coming mm -hmm. and landed in the Falcon that was echoing what Luke did in Empire Strikes Back coming off the, the bottom antenna. Slash Back to the Future 2 when Marty leaps Correct. from the top of Biff Tannen's Pleasure Paradise onto the... Yes. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It was a moment that I was like, 
that could have been dumb. She could have just because he was like, take my hand. And she could have just been like, I'm not and just stepped backwards onto the falcon. Yes, true. True. Instead of the whole like falcon coming in, turning around, blast from the engine. It's kind of cool to see the engine blast. It, it and is. to see how it doesn't impact the two Jedi you know, or the two Force people, but everybody else just gets wiped out. Like wiped I, I out. like that. I, know. I d- it was fine. Again, like I said, I'm satisfied <laughs> with this movie and the yep. choices they made. Yeah, but yeah. I'm also like, well, that would have been a moment where, like, in my head, I'm like, that's what I would have to do. Sure. Okay. The, yeah, that's the, fair. The same plot point is achieved. It's two different ways to do it. How did you feel about the big reveal of your? The Emperor's granddaughter, you're a Palpatine. Uh, I mean, you knew I that like going Pal- into it. Yes, I mean, I knew that going into it, but I I did not know the part about the Emperor sort of seeking her all this time to either kill her or keep her alive. Like, I didn't know he was in pursuit of her for so long. Yes. So in and that I way, think- it's not just that she's his granddaughter, but maybe had there the, been a clue in hey i don't know the second movie that maybe. this was possibly in the works maybe that would help but you know but i w- i was yeah uh willing to take the leap of faith there um but that did kind of explain some of the plot points i think that and i again i don't know what their original thought was to do and then the second movie kind of forced their hand to answer some questions they wouldn't have had to answer i, I think it's i think it's really interesting that after that second movie when there's the whole bit about your parents were nobody they were just junk dealers and you're nobody you're right from nowhere whatever the fan base seemed to cling on to that immediately and it's it's so strange to me because it's like well this is the second of three movies like you're not going to actually know what the real deal is until it's over but then there was a lot of people were really upset about this she's related to the emperor I don't I don't I didn't have a problem with it at all. It was just like, oh, is that what's happening? Okay. I mean I figured she's she is a fucking wizard. Like she's probably not some nobody from nowhere. Like she she's got a, a lot of power. It's crazy. That, that would make sense. Ah, the Emperor, of course. But people had issues yeah. with it. I, I don't I was expecting to have issues with it and this this movie left me satisfied in a way. It was like, I was like, no, I'm, I can go with you on that story. So as a, someone that was expecting to be disappointed by okay. it, I was not happily, thank goodness. Um, but I do think that I, I, I do agree with you that she's got a crap ton of power. So therefore it would make sense that she'd be somehow related to the emperor or to someone that powerful. So whether she was a Skywalker and she was, you know, a uh, sibling of Kylo Ren. That's, I was basically kind of one or the other, right? Um, yeah. But I also think that it echoes a bit of Luke's story in that although we know in the very first film that his father was a Jedi Knight, Luke is sort of brought up in a manner where he's just some, you know, orphan that lives on Tatooine. Yeah, and again, you know, we're dealing with uh, classic archetypes and storylines and things like that, where it's, you know, from obscurity comes somebody, fate has... The course of history. Right, yeah. And it was just, it's just how, you know, it's the cycle of, of, a, of a hero's journey. and. So essentially, my apprehension about this whole Ray 
Palpatine granddaughter relationship thing. I'm good with how they handled it. I, I'm yeah. fine with it. It didn't bother me. If I didn't know going in, I would have just been swept along with the story and been like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. The only reason I was not going in was sort of like, but, but how, you know, and yeah. I'm, I'm fine. I, I think they did it in a manner that I can take those leaps of logic with their storyline. Yeah. Fine. Yep. Um, I would say that, you know, another one-off movie is, so tell me about Ray's parents and the relationship with, you know, Palpatine's son. Yeah. You know, mom, give me that movie. Ray's mom is fucking Villanelle from Killing Eve. I don't know if you noticed that or are familiar with that show. <laughs> so but quick that I was sort of like, who oh, is that? I don't know. I'll look it up later. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, sure. Make her movie. She's great. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I absolutely. That is 100% another movie that I would watch with like a little baby Ray that they leave on Jakku at the end. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's, that's a pretty epic father son relationship right there. The emperor and his son. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine Who the emperor? Is like, no, I don't like you. <laughs> like the emperor going to like little league games, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for no, the curve. But it makes me think, like, was his son a Jedi? Because obviously, it wouldn't just like skip a generation. Well, this is I where there's his... some truth, maybe, in what Kylo Ren was saying in the second movie of maybe they were nobodies. Maybe that he was, you know, maybe he wasn't force imbued and maybe that's part of the issue of why he was disowned you know or but, but from a powerful family even if he didn't have a power in the force he probably would have been some sort of government aid could have been or maybe he made the decision which this movie is all about you know choosing to do the right thing over the wrong thing Absolutely. Absolutely. and defying bloodline so all those people complaining about the fact that Ray, you know, wasn't just some nobody and that it's not everybody who can have the force or whatever. She still had to go make that decision to say, I'm not going to follow in your footsteps. I'm not going to rule the galaxy with you. This sucks. And I will rise and I will come at you with two lightsabers, motherfucker. Yes. Um, I mean, so my next and I have to say, like, seeing Evil Ray, I'm skipping ahead slightly, seeing oh, yeah, Evil sure. Ray. Okay. But before we get there, uh, before we get to Evil Ray, the little flash forward we have, or the look at her future, um, yes. I will say that the whole uh, dagger, Goonies treasure map. <laughs> yeah, spot on, yeah. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, now we're in a Steven Spielberg executive produced Goonies movie where we are matching up the uh, Spanish doubloon with yes. the Oregon coastline. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we're taking or a similar... coastline. <laughs> a similar leap in logic with, oh, wow, these rocks match up. That m must mean that the treasure's in the basement of this restaurant that's several hundred meters away. You know, like, what? Well, and it's I the mean, same thing here. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's, I'm, you know, it, so that we have... You know, for your purposes, and I love a good pirate movie too. Like I love all of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, like mm -hmm. nobody's business. Uh, but I will say we had two pirate moments with the piratey uh, cruisers on the yeah, desert. Sure. 
one of them even had a center mast which yes. I, i'm like just put a sail on that and we're good but that would totally not give you any sort of aerodynamic yeah. <laughs> movement through the sand yeah um and then we have this goonie style map moment that i'm just sort of like just so happen to be standing at the right place to hold it up and line up the I'm, things in this huge exactly. <laughs> i mean come on I'm but whatever like, it's a silly I'm going movie with you on this but uh, okay we're having it doesn't good- ruin the movie for me but yeah and it, but it is like a, all right okay next mm-hmm. like what else you got i mean they don't linger on it for which is you know the the genius of these movies if anything is like what's well, to throw a bunch of shit at you and you're gonna you know like most of it you'll you'll pick and choose it's fine and i sort of wonder it's something i'll have to ask uh the kiddos when they come back over because i know that i've made them watch the goonies okay okay but they didn't like grow up with the goonies it wasn't in their like childhood canon at all it wasn't until like i (laughs) met david and was like your children haven't watched the goonies what's wrong with you yeah Mm -hmm. so i sort of wonder what that younger generation who doesn't have all of the context of the 1980s films that we did that were like well this is like this and this is like this and these were all the same people operating in hollywood at that time yeah and really, it's a stepping stone to get you, Ray, on the the ruins of the Death Star, which is awesome. Great. Great show me more of that. Again, that's the part where I was like, oh, seeing this on the big screen would be great. Yeah, right. And it was. It's epic. I mean, that... It reminded me of that time when we came to visit you for New Year's, and uh-huh. David wanted that one last picture in front of the, the roaring ocean uh, in mm-hmm. Iceland. Yeah. And then I got hit by that wave, and it knocked me down and left a hematoma on my butt that's still there. <laughs> It was only (laughs) it was only January and you were only about to take a seven hour transatlantic flight. It's fine. You were fine. I got hit by a rogue wave in Iceland and (laughs) all I can imagine as I'm watching this epic fight scene with not only herself, but then with Kylo Ren where I'm like, God, this reminds me of that rogue wave that hit me in Iceland and thank God I was like at least on metal scaffolding. (laughs) So since this is really where things start coming to a head, I think this is like the beginning of the end, really, is when we get to this Endor moon with the wreckage, and we start with Hidden Room, and then Ray meets the evil version of herself, which you accurately pointed out, I think is, you know, a mirror of what happens with Luke in the cave in Empire. Uh, oh, yeah, that note. Wait, well, I'm sorry. Did, I mean, <laughs> that note that I left you, we're not, the audience didn't read my text like you did last night. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, yeah, sure. But uh, was the evil Ray an apparition like Luke had of Vader in the cave in Empire Strikes Back? What she fears most? Question mark. And I guess, you're, I think you're right. I mean, again, it happens so quickly that. Like, it's, it's cool. I'm glad they don't make a big deal out of it because then that becomes fan service. I think it's cool to reference that quickly, show the audience that this is the threat, that she could become the evil emperor herself if she chooses to, uh, now that she knows the truth. And so that's like, okay, those are the stakes, but we have to finish this movie, so let's move on. And But it just- totally, it did take me to that moment where Yoda talked about fear. Yes. in Empire Strikes Back. So right. I'm like, okay. And as as a fan, you can go with them. At least that's immediately where I was like, 
oh, this is like Luke with the cave. It's an apparition, but it's enough to snap that main character who has to make those moral choices, but is ultimately someone who's always going to choose good because they are that virtuous archetype of the hero. Yeah. To show them what the opposite choice is very briefly. Yeah. And that their reaction is revulsion rather than, I'm kind of interested in that. Right, yeah. Ooh, this is seducing me. <laughs> Kylo Ren, you know, Vader. Yeah. Like those people who are attracted by the dark side. Your Luke and your Rey are the light, and no matter what, you don't question whether they're choosing the dark or the light. And their reaction, both of them, is to actually just want to go and not even deal with the Force if they have to deal with the dark side. They back away. Yeah, right. Now, are, are you cool with all of this happening on the Death Star wreckage? Like, was that cool, fine with you? I know some people kind of felt like it was, again, more fan service. Like, why would it have to be here? I, th- I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome, too. And I feel bad that I'm not like devil's advocate on your podcast right now. No, because I'm, I'm like, this is awesome. You brought back in the Death Star. I am with you. It's such a cool set piece. Yeah, I, I was very uh, like, let's tie this back into those original movies. Let's let's go there with it. And also, the visuals were awesome, but we didn't spend so much time there that I felt like, you know, we're dragging it on. Right. But I absolutely, I don't. Know, maybe it's because we're people that grew up with this and like burned into our brains from birth, basically. But I mean. The Death Star was super scary in those original movies. And then to have that wreckage be there, and that's where she's kind of confronting these things. And then Kylo Ren has that turning moment, and he's been again. Like that whole, yeah. that whole dynamic, and it happening there, and it happening in this sunken, failed Imperial mm-hmm. weapon mm-hmm. is really kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, and there's no denying that these movies live in the shadow of the wreckage of those original movies. So, I mean, it's, why it's not sort of address like our it head on? Today, it's our world today compared with, um, you know, the Cold War. Right. Yeah, exactly. We're still dealing with the after effects of all of that. And it's basically the version of like Ray and Kylo Ren having this fight in Chernobyl. Yeah, or the Berlin Wall, uh, you know, uh, crumbled remains of the Berlin Wall, something like that. You know, this symbolism, everybody. It's crazy. Uh, (laughs) Yes, it'll teach you some history with Star Wars. So we get an outstanding lightsaber duel on the wreckage. Uh, I mean, just one of the great fights. And one of my favorite parts is there's a moment where they've taken a break and Ray's just looking at him. And then she just sort of lowers her head and just starts digging back in. And you can tell she's really tired, but she just keeps going back in there with that lightsaber. And it's so awesome. I, I, I love it so much. She's a great physical actress. Yeah. And that should not be forgotten in all that's going on in these movies. Her ability in a way that obviously in the 1970s, even though Carrie Fisher was doing some very cool stuff in the original three, would not have been as big, was not, what was happening socially for women at the time. It was just 
really early days in the women's movement. And then you've got, um, I think Natalie Portman would have done a great job if that's what was given to her. I think she would have been an incredible physical actress if that's what she had been allowed to do. Mm -hmm. I think the second movie of The Bad Ones allowed her to do some of that. A little bit, yeah. The whole Count Dooku ending stuff ending stuff in that until she gets thrown out of the movie until she gets thrown out out of the the (laughs) ship and then out of the movie um but i think that that was something again we're talking mid to late 90s when those movies are coming out and that's a different time period where nowadays if ray hadn't been given all this stuff women would have been like what are you come on now but she does it and it's so well done and that's her performance and the writing and the directing and the visuals yeah i think coming together in a synergistic way i think jj knows jj cast all these people so you know that he understands like exactly what it is that you know puts their charisma across to an audience so he knows how to work with those people it's it's one of his gifts i think and i obviously uh or i should say not obviously uh as you well know but maybe your audience doesn't i come from a dance background so i'm looking at ray as that perfect um synergistic character who is both delicate and strong in the way that a dancer would be mm-hmm. where you're giving an incredible physical strength performance but that up close camera angle is one that is refined it is delicate it is nuanced Yes. And that is something that not every actress is capable of doing. Right. And she does it so well. Give her 18 more movies. That's, Give her 18 more movies. I will never so, stop shouting it. Uh. <laughs> I, I mean, I would say in these fight sequences, unlike the old school ones that were much more um, fencing oriented in mm-hmm. their choreographic style, and I do love a good fight sequence, these are a little bit more Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon yep, influence. Sure. And that's fine, because also I think that Rey and Kylo Ren are far more powerful Jedi and Sith, or former Jedi and then Sith and then Jedi again, whatever version we're talking about. Right, right. But they're, they're more, they're an enhanced generation of force yeah, ability. Yeah. 100%. They're like a leaps and bounds beyond what Luke was back in the day in terms of strength and power and connection with the force. Yeah. So on that note, are you cool with her saving his life on that wreckage as a force power? Yes. Obviously, the Harry Potter basilisk <laughs> moment. Yes, sure. Let us. It 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 gave us that glimpse earlier in the film, um, and I'm glad that they did. And it wasn't just a thing that she did with kylo ren they gave us a taste of it right um and and i can her connection with the force is different and more developed in these movies than luke's ever was in the originals and then when we get to the bad ones in the middle it's so codified that you're like oh god this would be like going to church every day to be a jedi yeah 
uh, versus when we get back to like Ray's version of it from Luke is that it's very naturalistic. It's tied into nature. It's tied into that connection with nature, um, which is life force versus like a religious order. Right. Yeah. We're back to the life force. So I, I can take that leap of uh, faith in the decision to do that um and i and i'm good with that i'm glad that she saved him mm -hmm. i like i said i think that that's a kylo ren's character ben ben's character is so multifaceted another actor couldn't have played it mm -hmm. to that degree mm -hmm. and i think that we are so used to the anti-hero in today's viewing audience that we like our main characters to not just be good and not just be evil but to be multifaceted because mm -hmm. that's how we are we make both good and bad decisions every day in our lives right yeah exactly like oh should i have that third glass of wine probably not but i'm gonna <laughs> No, I'm gonna. We're all faced with these life or death decisions. I, I understand. Life or death decisions, exactly. So, so yeah. Speaking, say, speaking of Ben, let's talk about Harrison. Yeah. Give me your thoughts. I was down with that moment. I was pleased with it. It was tender. It was fatherly. Yeah. Uh it totally made it work for me yeah i love it uh, it's perfect it's a great performance from both of them it fits the yeah. story it locks the story in i don't understand how people don't like this movie i don't get it like that's great like to see harrison really trying you know this dude who doesn't have to try he just has to show up but he still tries like i think that's great like I don't know. Maybe I'm just still in awe of the fact that he showed up at all in this movie because I was not expecting it in the slightest. But the fact that he's I, there means everything. Yeah. And I feel like um, his was it was a very tender performance. Um, and I. Yeah. Oh, God. And Adam Driver, you know, as as the other side of that performance. And like, yeah, I don't know. It was so, I mean, so good. Like. You don't need the water background. You don't need the drama. Again, give me the stage play version of this with those two actors. I yeah. would be down to watch that. No background. What's give me the green screen? I'm down to watch it. Right. Um, which says something about their performances. Um, but I also think that I'm guessing if that wasn't the original intent to have that moment, if that was supposed to be Leia's moment. I, think I that's don't the know. idea. And, yeah, I, and it's only something I'm thinking about. I totally during while watching it did not think about it at all. But I'm as we're as we've been talking about this, um, in terms of Carrie Fisher's death, if that was originally supposed to be her movie and her moment It probably would have been her. You gotta know Harrison Ford was probably like I got this. I got, for Carrie, I got this. Right, exactly. Which adds a little something extra if you are aware of all of these circumstances that lead to these pieces falling into place. Then that makes it an extra little bit of like, ah. Uh. Yeah. The, it's the buddy aspect of the film of I care about these people. Right. A little extra plus. Um, but but truly that particular scene was very touching and, and certainly very moving. And I thought both of their performances were 
great and i also feel like it wrapped up han solo's storyline in a way that if that's his last moment if that's harrison ford's last moment in the han solo garb i'm satisfied yeah and like we were saying with billy d earlier like this was not a phone it in type of thing it's like they came they brought you the characters it's why i mean i think i would still like these movies even if the original three did not show up in them because I like the new three, right? Or, you know, and and all these surrounding characters. But I think like it definitely helps that you're seeing all of them do really good work and be very, you know, crucial parts of the story. I think it like it makes, you know, the fact that we get a resolution with those characters, even as they're not the main characters anymore, makes these movies really worthwhile. I think, I think they'll, they'll age well and I don't I don't see them falling out the same way that the bad ones have over the years where it's like I don't know like when am I ever going to want to watch this again you know I agree and I also think that to see these original actors come back and do such really powerful performances um all of them you know Mark Hamill Carrie Fisher uh you know Harrison Ford I I think that that is actually a very cool thing that they've done given the fact that back in the day in the 1970s when they filmed that original one it had to be so goofy and like i'm just a young actor glad to get a paycheck exactly yeah but you know and now they're like moving these storylines forward with these characters that everyone is so attached to and they're and it's like they appreciate the fan base that they have, even though they're probably totally annoyed by all the star Wars fans in a real life sense. They're just kind of like, but I, this is a cultural phenomenon and I still will give my best Mm -hmm. because this made the career that I've got. Like, I I think that even whatever they felt about it, they must still appreciate the opportunities that this that these characters gave them i definitely had some tears it was uh and i have like i said the two of them adam driver and harrison ford together they did a great job i would yeah. watch that in a theater performance yeah so let's let's get to the big the the final the final event right the the main card the emperor versus Kylo versus Ray. I mean, obviously we've got the fleet shows up at the end, you know, oh, like oh. Yeah. It I have to say again, great visual with rising the the rising of the fleet, totally scary um with their little not little but their large, I guess, uh planet destroying penises yes. underneath right. their Yeah. <laughs> their, their red rockets underneath yeah. their imperial <laughs> they certainly structure. are yes <laughs> i was just like so you're blowing the penises off the starships all right yeah well. um but again you know ballot symbols of the galaxy exactly um, yes what i have to say about that in particular there was a lot going on, but I think it was done very well. And I don't think we spent too much time in any one of those locations. It was balanced. It was tight. It Like, we're not dragging this on. Right. But it gave it its proper due, which is not easy to balance all those storylines. Uh, really felt for, for Poe's character in that moment when he's thinking that no one's showing up. 
Oh, and he says, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, my God. That I mean, that was like a hit you in the gut moment. And then when they show up and you're just like, All oh, right. man, it's I still it get chill. Great. I'm getting chills right now thinking about it. I think it's so it awesome. Great. I'm so glad I didn't watch these fucking trailers. Everybody at home, stop watching trailers for movies. You know, you're going to go see. Let it happen. They Let put it, it happen. in a trailer. I can't believe it. it. Oh my god! They put the part, uh, the face-off between Ray and Kylo Ren's ship coming at each other in the desert. They put that in a trailer. Like, no, stop! I didn't watch insane. any trailers. This I have to say, no trailers. Yeah. It's the way uh, to be because it's so great when you're surprised when you. When yeah, it was. It was wonderful. I mean, it, it was a wonderful moment, and I felt like it, that added balance for how big and again Shakespearean that. Emperor Ray Kylo Ren fight scene went down, and in that regards, we're still balanced with what's going on with the, the rest of the resistance. Um, even you know, with with Finn and God, what is that character's name? Jana. I feel Jana, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Google it up. Google it up for us. Um, because their decision to stay and to try and take out that main ship. Our heroes are be all being truly heroic mm -hmm. and risking their lives, all of them. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, when we move past the scene and we get to that big hug at the end, you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Right. Because each one of them, if we're, if we're just taking the Poe, and Ray as your main characters, your threesome right there, uh, they all were leading and risking their lives mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in epic ways so let's let's talk about it the actual rise of skywalker these yeah. you know the last chain of events with the emperor's ghoulish super clone or whatever he is i don't know what he is the ghost On of the emperor robot arm that comes down and the rest of the many many sith in the background and some he's got, sort of like he, amphitheater he, he's got super fans there he's got uh his his beehive is there or his swifties or whatever you want to call him but they're there they are really into being sith and like sithing out i think they're just sith super fans and they're there in in the theater in the round and they're ready to watch this go down, I guess. Must and dude, be like going to see a Madonna show where you feel like Madonna is coming down on her robotic arm and maybe should retire, but like the Madonna super fans are still in the stands. Yeah, just one last ride. Yeah, I just got to see this last tour. It's, no. I heard he's retiring after this. <laughs> no, just um, no. <laughs> I mean. So he gets himself a great crushed red velvet robe. Uh, at a certain point, uh, his kimono. eyes glow. It's a little bit of a kimono. It's a little yep. bit of a. He looks great and evil on his throne, and yeah. Then we see. So we've got a redeemed Ben Solo comes to the rescue. They face off together, side by side. But what about the what about the big finale? When you think that Ray is down for the count, or you wonder if this is the end, and then we see space, and we hear voices so i'm good with that we heard qui-gon jinn in there he's in, he's in there yep he's, he's in, there. in there i could recognize my liam neeson in there um i'm assuming that like 
Ewan McGregor might have been in there too. Yeah, he's definitely in there. They're all in there. Sam Jackson's in there. Yeah, I heard him. So as I'm like listening, trying to be like, can I recognize these? Yeah, boys? yeah. Hamill's in there. They brought in some people from the cartoon show as well, which is fine. Wanted to do what you got to do. Which is fine. Um, yeah. I, given how powerful Ray is supposed to be, and that we are shown and led to believe in throughout these movies. And the fact that it's taken this long to defeat Emperor Palpatine, I'm I'm down with this. And it would take more than the strength of uh, a strong woman, young woman, to take down such an evil fucktard as Emperor. So yeah, I'm I'm down with the fact that we think she's down and off with the count, and she takes this on the strength of all the Jedi. Her getting up. And making that walk with the crossed lightsabers in front of her. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the great performances I've ever seen. Like, I, th- I, I, uh, I'm now, amazed. Now, that's supposed to be Luke and Leia's. Luke and Leia's, yes. Yep. Lightsabers, right? I believe, yes. I think that's the case. Yeah. So I'm sure in arguing the chosen one, it could be Ray. Totally would agree with that argument. It, it could have been Anakin in that he produced Luke and Leia and it would take Rey and Luke and Leia at the end to destroy the Emperor. Yeah, that could be. Or because it how, wasn't just Rey all on her own. Right, right. But how about this? How about we just stop talking about those bad movies and just take the chosen one part right out of it and not worry about it. What we about that? Christian Zoroastrianism, <laughs> you know, like savior complex out of it. Yeah, or just or just the idea of a prophecy. It's so goof. It's so Harry Potter. It oh is very Harry Potter. It's my very goodness. again. But we had the basilisk in this film, so you know. It turns out that the chosen one could have been Anakin Skywalker, or it could have been Neville Longbottom, depending on who the Emperor chose. So true. That's since a- the Emperor <laughs> is so much like Voldemort. <laughs> And the yeah. Slytherin, or I should say that the, you know, Voldemort followers are so much like the Sith. Uh, <laughs> the Death Eaters, yeah. Death Eaters and the Sith. I think they probably hang out together. I'm imagining. I'm, I'm sure they do. They're all wizards. I, I think Jedi Lucius was in the uh, the audience in that, that last <laughs> yeah. scene. Uh, Lucius Malfoy has a lightsaber, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, I'm. I was good with them that particular moment. Third act, go big or go home. They went huge, I think. And they went huge, and I was all about. Yeah, he fucking yeah. electrocutes the entire fleet. He electrocutes everybody. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I. It's, uh, we definitely had a moment of like the light and the dark part of the forces coming together. And I will say I did like that the dark side of the force was just the Emperor and it was and it was Kylo Ren slash Ben Ray mm-hmm. at the end that shows us that teamwork makes the dream work. That's right. It's a great lesson. We should put that on a poster and try to sell it. Yes. But truly um, it's the uh, love of their and Ray's moment of looking up and seeing the all of the ships being electrocuted and that moment and thinking of her friends. Yep. Yeah, the light wins out because love is po- more powerful than hate. Yeah, 
and hate is too busy reveling in traditional emperor fashion which i do right. love it's it's one of mcdermott's greatest strengths is he is having a great time being fucking evil as this emperor I he loves love it villain that loves i've been waiting villain. forever for this ah, 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 ah. he loves it I, I i do i have a soft spot in my heart for those actors that play villains that everyone loves to, like to hate and they're so bad like i'm sorry but one of the reasons i love alan rickman <laughs> may you rest in peace is that he was fabulous sheriff of nottingham and even though i love kevin costner take your american accented (laughs) prince of thieves home and i love it i love the movie we'll watch it over and over and over but i'm really watching it for alan rickman who loves being a villain in that movie yeah he's great it's the same as watching the uh, evil stepsisters in the the Leslie Ann Warren Cinderella, Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella. Okay. And they're like, they're great. They're hilarious. They are villains yeah. that love to be bad. And I love a villain that loves to be bad. And that actors that are just like, man, cut me loose. Let me be a villain. Right. Could you and build me some more scenery to chew? Thanks. Uh, I'll take great. that. Great. And that's absolutely Ian McDermott. Yeah. Oh, man, he's, it's, <laughs> he's great. Yeah, he's great. Do you have any final thoughts? What's what's what are your last takeaways? <sighs> I guess I think we ran the makeout scene. Oh right. Okay. So here's. I mean, so the chase. It's not really making out. It's like a. This chase. will uh, surprise you, but there's controversy surrounding this scene because. I'm not surprised, but tell me. Some people probably, you know, well, okay. Some people rightly think that Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo was the abusive boyfriend that we all uh, live in fear of, very manipulative and very, you're nothing without me, take my hand, all of this. And so the idea that even though he's been redeemed technically, uh, that she would be like, yeah, this is the thing to do in the middle, in the heat of battle, you know? I had that moment of thought, too, especially because we talked about that in regards to Anakin and Padme. Right, yeah. Anakin was legit textbook abuser. Yes. From his creepy Padme obsession <laughs> to his actions. And I can see shades of that in this, but Anakin never had a redeeming moment. Until yeah, right. Return of the Jedi with his child. Right. Anakin never had a redeeming moment and never had a moment with Padme where you were like, Padme can turn him around. And I want to make a note for your audience members is that if you're in an abusive relationship, there's no changing that person. They don't turn around. You need to find a way to safely get out of that relationship, reconnect with your family, your friends that will support you through this process because the most dangerous time is leaving and you have to have a plan in place that keeps you safe. That's my public safety message for today. Perfect, love it. Abusers don't change. Even across the galaxy. Even across the galaxy. Yeah. But I will say uh, Kylo Ren did change and like, whatever. I mean, I mean his, his scar disappears uh, in between, you know, once he's redeemed, all of a sudden his face is different. The only time your abuser might change is if Harrison Ford, a.k.a. Han Solo, shows up <laughs> and has up. a heartfelt moment. Yep. And your, your abuser says, I don't know if I have the strength 
to do this. Yep. It's about the only time in a galactic empire battle that such a change might occur. Which yeah. means not in this world, so don't don't. It's very rare that that happens. Harrison rarely <laughs> shows up world. for those calls. Please get yourself out of an abusive relationship. The only thing close is maybe Tom Hanks, you know. But even that, again, it's very rare that Tom Hanks will beam his way from beyond the grave to your side and help you find the strength to change your life. It's rare. It's rare. Yeah. So... I'm going to go with it in the context of this movie, but I'm not going to go with it in the context of human life on this planet. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad the distinction was made. <laughs> uh, so I'm good with this whole, you know, make out sesh. Because again, I said in our last episode, I they need to be brother and sister. Or they yeah. Need to be okay. So you're hot for this. Like you, you dig this a little bit. It's uh yeah, I mean, I'd watch, the, I'd watch the next movie if he lived and they got married and had Jedi babies. I'm down with that. How do you feel about his uh, him dying, him not living, as it were? It makes sense. I'm fine. I, I will say that it makes sense. And again, my, my t- last text to you was, mm. so Leia gave her life to save Ben, and Ben gave his life to save Ray. So to me... Ben's part in this story has served its purpose and he was at peace with that mm-hmm. and it was his time to go. Whereas like, I feel like that's what we're getting from Leia. Leia served her purpose and saved her son. Yeah. I see here we skipped over one note that you sent. Ooh, what was it? Okay, wait. What's with the power of their bond restoring the Emperor? Quizzical face. Yeah. Here's the deal. Nobody knows. It's really, you know, and I love this movie, and I don't get it, and I don't care. It's like they're a dyad. There's two of them, and two is more than one. So it's like extra strength, something. I don't know. It worked. They were powerful. The light is dark. I don't know. Yeah, light I don't, in the dark. I don't get that part. Um, yeah. Still questioning that part now that you bring that back up. Um, Fortunately, there are like 500 other things in this movie where it's like, oh, on. well, I guess, you know, whatever it is, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, that particular moment, and I'm, I, I realized that Snoke had put their minds together. Um, but I also wonder if Snoke could do that because there would have already been some sort of light and dark last two Jedi yeah. slash right. maybe a Sith right. connection going on there. Um, but yeah, that was a moment where I was like, so wait, that, hold on now. That that relationship <laughs> somehow heals the Emperor. Um, yeah. It wasn't really explained in a satisfactory manner, but I guess that's also one of the reasons why, like, with Ben, you know, dying at the end and giving his life force to Ray, like, fine. Fine. Yeah, right. What no. Okay, cool. Like, you're telling me a story. I, I don't see uh So I think, ultimately, the issue is, when it comes down to, like, critical response... And public response, it's again, it's all very split down the middle. It's very polarized. I think people who are disappointed by this movie need to maybe unplug from the hype machine a little bit because I think that will build up expectations that will never be reached by any production. I mean, if you are plugged into this, and obviously what we're doing right now is a part of this cottage industry of like talking about Star Wars and thinking about Star Wars and wondering what they're going to do next and all that. You know, I'm just a happy don't, customer. 
just don't worry about it so much. And when yeah. it shows up, you go see it and you just take it for what it is. Like, don't. But on the other hand, I do understand because we did spend over an hour yesterday talking about how much we hate those bad ones. And oh, obviously, we still carry the baggage around of those. But I think <laughs> those are legit bad movies. And I think these are legit good movies. I, I think, think better decisions were made in these movies. I think the performances were better in these movies mm-hmm. across the board. And that's because they paired equally talented actors across mm-hmm. the board and sometimes just had better dialogue and better storyline to give them. Yeah. And the effects are I better. Also, yeah, exactly. Um, and I also think that what we lost in the middle three in terms of central characters and heart in the buddy movie we did get back although they lost it in the second movie of this last trilogy yeah we're we're back on track um and i definitely think that i'm as someone that was going in thinking i might be disappointed i came out totally satisfied with the decisions that were made i'm not sitting here going why would change x y and z i'm i'm changing what ray like stepping backwards off that ledge and falling into the millennium falcon that's pretty much the only and and no right. dance scenes no dancing those <laughs> right, are so okay. my such minor moments in yeah. these movies in this last movie in particular that you know i i i can't make a complaint i felt like all of the characters were resolved and i will also say i as much as I would watch the movie of Ben and, and Ray having Jedi babies, I also would not watch that movie because then my next thought would be like, remember the time he killed all those people? Yeah, right. And he, killed like, all the he Jedi was students. abusive yeah, and he right. was controlling. So I also think that in that moment, he Ben's character is redeemed in his goodness and we can let him go because of the bad things he's done. Much like Vader at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yep. And while that was a father-son moment and this was a peer-to-peer, potentially romantic interest moment, I felt like more than anything, Ben was seen for who he was. Kylo Ren had fallen away. Ben was seen for who he truly was and released. Can, into we, the can you imagine if at the end of Return of the Jedi... Let's say Vader doesn't die in Luke's arms, but he does go back to being Anakin Skywalker, and fucking Luke shows up with this old man wearing Darth Vader's outfit, and he's and everybody's just like, shows up at the Ewok party at the end. You know, like no, 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 Han, put the blaster down. He's okay. I turned him back. He's good again. Like, demented. You know. Exactly. So there's no way that Ray goes home to the Resistance with a healed Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren. And right. It's okay. It's my new boyfriend. So my, we just saved the galaxy. Correct. So in my world, yeah, that that relationship. I got the payoff moment. Good, good kiss, chase, romantic, whatever, however you want to view it. Yeah. Life affirming. But yeah. but his character has served his purpose. And, and he's had a full revolution of character development, and so therefore it's time for him to go. Gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. He's done. He's done. We could have 18 more Ray movies and 18 more Finn and Ray and Poe movies. Yeah. And then maybe he shows up as a ghost or something like that, you know? Yeah, and Ray's times of trouble. Maybe she goes to, you know, like she's got this, it's like Ben Kenobi coming back. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm guessing he was named Ben after Ben Kenobi. 
Probably. I got to imagine so. I'm not I mean, really sure. That's my guess. Yeah. Why else choose that name again? So, okay. Any final thoughts? We're almost at two hours again. Uh, I'm satisfied. Okay. I mean, I think of the it. pressure. 40 years of pressure building up to this big conclusion. And they, uh, you know, we both agree that they landed it about as well as you could, right? I don't think J.J. Abrams should let anyone else write or direct these movies. Yeah. I think J.J., just be you, be great, do it. Do it to the ability that you know that you can. And if you're giving us more, I want the good ones, not the bad ones. And I want the, the ones where it's a tight, snappy script. Yeah. That moves along at a good clip. It gives me all those payoff moments, but we're not getting lost in scenes that we don't need that are just because you think CG is cool. Lessons we could all learn, really. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Less, is more. Less is more than keep it character driven. I think JJ gets that. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think he did a great job. Everybody involved, great job. Thumbs up. It is yeah. super goofy. It doesn't all make sense. And eh, that's fine. Fine. Whatever. And I was someone that was truly expecting to be disappointed by this mm-hmm. last one. I really was. You heard me at the end of the I'm like, yeah. oh, Carrie died. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I just was not, I did not have high hopes. And I absolutely was satisfied. I'll watch this last one again many times. We'll watch I it again. Will. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. Okay. Absolutely. When it's re-released in the theater in a post-pandemic world, I will go just to see those two big sequences I want to see. (laughs) Well, uh, there you have it, folks. The Space Sibling Speaks, and she says, two lightsabers up. Speaking of lightsabers, gold lightsaber at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Are are you you good with that? Yes, in my understanding, in the canon of Star Wars things, this means that they're a sentinel, a, a, a protector of, of Jedi's. Oh boy, somebody's been talking with Chris. <laughs> no, I googled it because I was oh, like, okay. the, the colors mean the things. Yeah. Is this the case? I mean, technically, yeah, I think they've attached meaning to the colors, the but colors. let's just call, we you know. We all know green lightsaber is the best. We all know that, that, yeah, green represents the best, and that's what Luke and Qui-Gon were. Um, I wish it would have been green. I'm fine with the yellow. I mean, I if, think she had to be something different than Luke, Leia. Yes, I think yes. she had to be something different than all of them. It's, if she is the uh, last Skywalker... Mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker, her self-given name. She's got to be something different. But yeah, well, I was good. I'm, I'm satisfied. That's great. Two lightsabers up. And you, we've got a young, sexy, fit cast, and we need to pay them money so they can make more space movies for us. You know, make make more space movies. You need to do a GoFundMe to make that happen, Disney. I'll, I'll, you know, chip in. It's called mm. my Disney Plus Extra, whatever version of that thing yeah, that charges right. thirty dollars a month. Whatever. <laughs> I think I'm already paying you. Give me more Star Wars movies with these characters. Get those. Yeah, you've already nailed it. Don't listen to those people. They're dummies. Don't listen to those haters. They're still gonna get this movie. Still made a billion dollars, more than a billion dollars. I mean, I'm sure in this pandemic world is keeping the Disney company afloat because all the parks closed. Yeah, right. And movie theaters. <laughs> and movie theaters. So the rest of us are keeping you alive with our Disney Plus memberships. So please give us more Star Wars films on Disney Plus. <laughs> yes. 
And please give us an alternate cut of Return of the Jedi, a special, special edition where Darth Vader lives and he shows up wearing the full outfit except for the helmet at the party and the music, there's a needle scratch on, on the record and everybody stops and all the Ewoks turn and just like, Ugh. It's probably Chewie also going like, Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see it. I think it would be really funny. And uh, yeah, so hey, wish list, right? All right, Sissy. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on Wookiee of the Year. Uh, I hope that movies are made again someday and we get to see more of these things, because why the hell not? You know, it's a, it's a fine way to pass the time, right? They're fantastic. Just keep going. We love it. We're Let's all it. We're all in. We're in as, like, you know, people that grew up with it and printed on our brains and the kids are into it. So just give us more lightsabers, yeah. green ones in particular. And thanks for your first, uh, your debut here on the Sauropod as well. If you want to contact us uh, and let us know how great my sister is, it's info at thesauropod.com. Please subscribe to our feed on whatever platform you listen to this shit on. And then also give us five-star reviews. We'll only take five, ladies and gentlemen. You can hate us, but give us those five stars. And uh, yeah, that's it for me. You got anything to plug? You going to be with Dr. Judy soon or what's going on? Uh, no plans for Dr. Judy, but you know, I'll be sure to be posting this on my horsey account. So do you want to talk about my like really cute horse? Because mm, all the horse ah, I think we're out of time for tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you like, Perkins does not get a spot on this podcast. The hologram is breaking up, Carolyn. I'm sorry. We've got to go. Uh, <laughs> until next yeah. time. Hey, sis, may the force be with you. And also with you. Oh.